Thank, thank you, Mark. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an honor. It's a pleasure, really, to introduce Maliki because, uh, you know, when I see his smiling face on there, it just brings me joy. You know, he's a lovely fellow. And I, thought, I was telling to Mark, you know, I got a speaker that fit right in in your meeting here. The Irish free thinkers, <laughs> atheists, agnostics and such, pagans and assorted folks. And um, I know that uh, Maliki has been described as, let me see, what was he? Uh, an atheist evangelist at one point, I think, Maliki. <laughs> but, you know, if it's true that all, if uh, really true religion, as the Dalai Lama said, his religion is kindness and love, I would say that also goes for Maliki. So without any more words from me, because I want to hear what Maliki has to say. I'll turn it over to Maliki. Thank you, Maliki. It's great to see you. Ah, here we go. Uh, technology. Uh, my name is uh, Maliki, and uh, I'm, uh, I'll be 91 uh, next month. So I'm very fortunate to be still alive. I'm, uh, my, my history could be summed up in a few words. I drank, I sank, I'm here. And that's it. There are some uh, details that go with that. I was born uh, here in uh, Brooklyn. And due to a death in the family, my sister, my mother and father and uh, older brother, twins and myself, were taken off to uh, Ireland. About 1934, I think that was. So somehow or another, my father was from Tombridge, County Antrim. And uh, so we went there first. And uh, we were not exactly welcome. Uh, the grandparents didn't approve of my mother or something like that anyway. And then we got on the old train from Belfast down to Dublin. Uh, we got off the train. I, remember, I don't know how I can remember this, but I remember being on the street. And because they had no money, they talked to a Garda Shikana asked him if there was any place we could stay. And he thought the best place for us was in the cell of the, of the Garda station. And then that was my, that was my first time in a cell. <laughs> it wasn't the last either. And then uh, we went to Limerick and we, I grew up there. And uh, my father deserted us. He went to England and left my mother destitute. So we were poverty-stricken in Limerick. And the twins died. And then two more were born. So four of us grew up in, in Limerick. So that was that. Um, I went to school until I was... Uh, 13 and um, left because I had to get a job 
I never went back, but I, um, I'm an omnivorous reader and that's, uh, that saved my life in that sense anyway. Worked in England for a while and then because I was born here, I was an American citizen. And I was, uh, my brother Frank came first and he sent for us all at one time or another. And so that's how I ended up in America. I was, uh, did a lot of uh, menial laboring jobs because I could not ever produce anything in the way of academic qualifications for anything higher. But again, it was, uh, I was very fortunate that I loved reading. And so that gave me at least the appearance of, uh, of education. But um, I must get back to Limerick because that's where the drinking started. When I was about 11, my friend, John Jackie, Jackie Adams, stole a couple of pounds from his brother's savings. And we went into a pub uh, that was close by and into the uh, snug. That that the snugs in the pubs, they, they, all of them had. That was for women who did who want to be discreet about their drinking. But we've been kids. We sneaked in there, and that dopey barman um, served us uh, two two uh, ciders. Palmer cider, I'll never forget it. And then we had a couple of more. And then we had some glasses of Guinness. And then uh, by this time now, we were pretty, pretty fluthered. So I had read somewhere that you address your social inferiors as my good man. So I said to the barman, my good man, we will have two pints of Guinness. He said, what did you say? I said, my good man, I'll give you my good man. He said, I'll put my boot up your arse so far you won't be able to extricate it. Get out of here. I remember him shouting at us. So anyway, we staggered out into the street and uh, down to the docks where we bought two whiskey... Uh, Baby powers, little bottles of whiskey, like airline bottles. I don't know if they still have them. And um, we went down to the docks and drank the whiskey. And I sat down by a wall in the sunshine and went sound asleep. When I woke up, Jackie was gone and uh, the sun had gone down. I was cold and the... Uh, I had pissed in myself while I was out. And but I I remember before I passed out, which well I didn't it was as a kid, I was thinking, I found myself a very strangely floating in the heavens. And I thought somehow or another with my the teaching, Catholic teaching, all that. I thought I was uh, with God. And I looked down 
on the human race with compassion and sympathy for their condition. And I remember feeling it so godlike. And that was the beginning of my desire to rise above myself in uh, material ways, spiritual ways, and all kinds of ways. And I always wanted to get back to or get up there. And that's, uh, but I didn't drink again until I was about um, 15 when I went to England and I got to work and uh, lying about my age, working in Coventry. But I was able to pass as a reasonably uh, mature individual. <clears throat> so I, um, I worked there for a few years and went back to Ireland, worked there for a while. And in the meantime, I was getting uh, drinking and not ever having enough. Well, the Guinness was very cheap at that time. It was 10 pence a pint, I think, as I remember. But then um, coming to America, um, I was, uh, I came by ship on the good ship America in 1952, I was 20. And I got, um, I got, I was, as I said, I was uh, working in all sorts of menial jobs. And uh, I went to the theater one night and saw a play and I thought it would be great to become an actor. So after the uh, show, I left the theater and then I turned around and went back and met a guy there and I said, I would like to join your group. Now this was a professional theater in uh, Off-Broadway in New York. And he said, do you have any experience? I said, well, I wouldn't need it, I'm Irish. He said, uh-huh. And do you have any pictures? And I said, I have an autographed picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in my wallet. And he laughed. And then he said, would you read for us? And I thought it was a literacy test. I didn't know it was an audition, I mean, theatrical reading. So I said I would. And so he come back on Sunday. So I, I went back on Sunday and I read for him. And I got a part in a play. Will ever have been on the stage in my life. <clears throat> and then I just go down to a bar around the corner run by an Irishman named Clavin. And uh, he said, um, I used to go in there every night bringing some of the audience with me after the play, and uh, he said, listen here, he said, if you, want to, if you want to keep coming here with that crowd, get behind the bar and serve them yourself. Oh, okay. So that was free drinks. <laughs> and then um, some guy thought I was amusing and funny and put me on a national uh, television show the Tonight Show, and a man named Jack Parr was the host. So they, uh, he kept asking me back. Then a couple of fellas asked me about, how about opening up your own bar? Oh, I said, sure. 
you have the money? They said, yes. And, and so I got into the saloon business and opened up the first singles bar in New York. Malachi's one. And uh, Malachi's two as well. That followed. <clears throat> but I, I blew that whole thing. I just got crazy. Then I met a woman. And uh, she was from Park Avenue. And she was a young lady. And uh, she said, we should get married. Oh, I said, okay. I was a yes man. And uh, we went to Ireland on our honeymoon. <clears throat> and um, then I, um, my my partners fired me. And so I went and got another bar and another one and another one. In the meantime, pursuing an acting career. And uh, so in a very short time, in a few years after arriving, I got a degree of uh, being well known. And because to show the television show, I used to be, ah, it just was also meteoric. And um, so I became very successful in a very short time. Uh, but all the time I was wondering, what the hell are these people thinking about? Here am I, this ignorant Yahoo from the slums of Limerick, and I, I have no education, and they give me all this, these accolades and all of that. But I didn't tell them that. I still had that, you know, it was an inferiority complex, as they say. And that was it. Uh, she divorced me, and then I went on a, a drunk that lasted years, in and out of bars, barking in them, and uh, I got a, one thing I did was I got, I got a, a guy came to me and said he had a job, I didn't involve travel, but I take it, and I said, Sure. Uh, so he gave me a ticket to Zurich. I said, uh, so I went to Zurich and I met him. And I said, what do you want me to do? So anyway, that involved smuggling gold to India. So I thought that was a great, I loved India because I had read all about it. So that's how I got to travel to India. Uh, with 20, 20 kilos of gold on my body in a kind of a corset affair. And I did that for a couple of years and traveled around Europe, making a lot of money and all that. And then I came back to New York and um, got another bar. Uh, got, uh, oh yes, I got it. I got a radio, a television show for a while. I got a radio show, and uh, but I managed to um, screw it all up. But I met my beloved Diana then, and uh, we got married. And uh, for all the time, drinking and drinking and drinking, 
I don't know. I got arrested for several times for drunk and disorderly. And it was uh, all the time, case dismissed, dismissed. And then uh, went to Ireland with my, my brother Frank. Uh, wrote a book, Angela's Ashes, and he um, suggested I write something. So I did. I wrote a book called The Monk Swimming. Because I, I, you know, when you're a kid, you mishear things. And I thought the Hail Mary said, Hail Mary, full of grace, <clears throat> the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, a monk swimming. I thought it said, but of course it was amongst women. But anyway, um, went to Ireland with him. We brought, we wrote a show that was uh, we presented here, and we went to Ireland and presented it there. And I drank and drank and drank again. And one night in Ireland, I got depressed and came back to New York. And I said, I better do something about this drinking. So I talked to a friend of mine, a Dublin man, Bob. And uh, he took me to AA. Uh, that was 37 years ago. And I haven't had a drink since. I am uh, an atheist, thank God, as they say it. Um, so I didn't, that, that part of it didn't appeal to me. But I am, uh, I do believe in spiritual, in spiritual things. So I've been sober ever since. I'm very happy um, in the sense that I, I've got a bunch of things wrong. My disease, the alcoholism. But then I got another one called IBM, inclusive body myositis, and that's a crippling muscular disease. I have uh, prostate cancer, and uh, oh, I have uh, uh, I've had several heart uh, things, but I've managed to stay sober for all of that time. My, uh, I had. Uh, three brothers, and they've all died way before before eighty. And it seems vastly unfair that I am still alive. Diana and I are married now fifty-seven years. We have uh, between us four children, nine grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. And um, I get to meetings on the Zoom, and uh, that would be sort of I'm 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 I, and I live a day at a time. I I find that at the that it's a very uh, comforting sort of thing that you don't have to do any. I don't have to drink. Um, I am. Uh, I have pensions and social security. We're not 
we're not well off, but um, we're okay. And um, I get, I am, I fell, I fell last year and broke my leg. So that got me into a wheelchair. So I am now not able to walk, but um, I'm, uh, I can get, I can, I go to Zoom meetings so that, that's it. Then Patrick gets on the phone to me and I've been talking to people all over the bloody world. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. And uh, Mark, I'm um, at your service. I am a, a Maliki alcoholic and I'm sober. I didn't drink yesterday. It's uh, uh, in the morning here. I didn't drink yet. And I hope to remain sober all of this day. And I'm very grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous. And thank you very much for hosting me today. <laughs>